what is up our beautiful people welcome back to another episode of soul spills with sway in a season of faith or a spiritual journey whatever language you choose to use when you start to elevate it's inevitable that it comes with a sense of loss because as you move upwards you cannot carry everyone with you the people who are in your life are people who have to choose to elevate on their own and the people who don't often get left behind so i want to talk about how it feels to outgrow those people in our lives that we have deep attachments with because loss hurts there's no doubt about it and how to really come to peace with loss so i believe you can't make peace with loss without making peace within yourself when you're in a season of loss you have cloudy faith and the reason it's called cloudy faith is because you have the power to move the power to rain on your own parade and the power to see the sun through all shade the season of loss is the season that tests your face the most because it's when you're most vulnerable. We're always asking why we're in the same place, how we get here, when we get, when can we get out this storm? But the truth is you're the only person standing in your way, blocking your own blessings. The truth is you'd rather stay in comfort than profess to the next level of life. And the truth is if this makes you feel away, makes you feel that I'm talking to you directly, then I am. God is steady showing us our future, but we're steady stuck in our past, stuck in our old ways. And when that happens, God will send you the same test in different forms. And if you don't pass your test, be ready to retake it. I believe the first step to passing is wanting more out of life. Wanting more out of life comes with change. It comes with motivation. It comes with being able to believe in yourself. So if you're in a season of loss, the question is, do you believe in you? And if so, move in action and walk with authority. And once you pass your test, your season of loss will turn into the season of change. I think it's all about perspective. Like you said, the season of loss will turn into the season of change. I think it's always the season of change, really. Loss is change, but until we learn to shift our perspective away from thinking life is taking something away from us, we need to view it as life is changing ourselves for the better. It's giving us exactly what we asked for, even if it's not in the way that we wanted. Life is not going to give us what we want, it's going to give us what we need. And by doing that, it's going to come with a lot of pain. It's like when you work out in the gym, in order to build muscle, you have to go through pain, you have to break your muscle so it could rebuild stronger. And that's what life is doing when it takes stuff away from us. It's teaching us how to live without it, how to develop a new resilience and a strength within ourselves that we didn't initially have. Loss is simply making room for new blessings, the blessings that we prayed for, the blessings that we asked for. And when I feel confused on why I feel like everything's being taken away from me, I just use that as an opportunity to pray on it. I'll just ask over and over until I find my answers and until I'm with my answers comes a level of peace. Entering into a season of faith is a cleansing, a renewal, and a rebirth. We have to be mindful of the people around us because they can e either taint our process or add on to it. The company you keep is vital. When you aren't whole, outsiders are able to influence you. Demons are ready to attack you. They see a vacant body, not just physically, but mentally, a vacant soul. Don't let the devil label you in a season of loss. When you're in a season of loss, you come out losing your self-identity and you come out with identity crisis. People can use and influence people. People can only use and influence people who don't know who they are. So be careful who you talk to in a season of faith. Be careful who you talk to about your dreams, your goals, your aspirations of life, your problems. Many people are limited in what they see in others because they, don't, they didn't succeed or have faith in themselves, so they believe it can't happen for you. Some people want to do something that they don't know. But how will you know something if you don't do it? And sometimes there's those that want you to succeed but not pass them. And that's when envy comes into play. So don't dumb down your faith for anyone. Believe that what happens to them does not dictate what happens to you. Believe that you are the exception and moving forward in faith. I really understand the meaning you wasn't with me shooting in a gym because people see the outcome. 
oh my gosh, he made it in the NBA. Wow, he's living his life. Wow, look at his house. Let me drive your car, et cetera, et cetera. But you didn't wake up every day with that man and have daily faith. You didn't wake up with him each practice that he pushed through in pain or not. You didn't endure any troubles of his journey, yet you want a piece of his success. And that analogy is just one of many when it comes to our day-to-day lives and who you keep around as you reach your higher self. Recently, a friend of mine told me, when a flower blooms, it loses petals. And I felt that, so thank you, Laura. And now I'm saying it to you. Don't be afraid to part ways with anyone who questions your faith, disturbs your peace, and chooses to run with the devil instead of God. And as you release them, the right people will come to you because faith has friends. That's why I think this season of loss happens to us. It happens for a reason. It's it's a shedding process. It gives us time to discover who we really are. Because like you said, when we don't know who we are, we are so easily influenced by everybody around us. Mm-hmm. And if you have so many people around you who are not actually good company, but you yourself don't know who you are, then you're going to be influenced by everybody who's not you. And then you're going to stray further and further from yourself. So become comfortable with the, the isolation process because it's necessary in order to attract the people who are genuinely here for you, not just showing up to reap the benefits of your labor. It's uncomfortable being alone, but with that comes a lot of power. We learn who we really are at our cores. We have to realize that the behaviors we had leading us up to this point are not serving us, but some people in our life are only attracted to the old versions of ourselves. Some people don't want to hang around us if we start elevating and changing our behaviors, if we don't want to go out every night anymore, if we start to have a more elevated lifestyle, some people won't want to be around us, and that's okay. You have to make peace with that and just understand that we are all on different journeys of life. We all grow at different paces. You can't force anyone to grow with you. You can only grow at your own pace and come to peace with whatever that journey brings you. When we were saying faith has friends, and I was just realizing because last year I was in a season of loss, you know, finding myself. And I feel like that's when we were probably like, you know, disconnected mm-hmm. in our friendship. I realized that in that season of loss, I was losing a lot of friends that I didn't need to be in my life. Like just bad influences, people who, you know, just speak so negative and anything that, you know, like your ideas, just yeah, basically what we're talking about. And I didn't realize like, dang, why am I losing all these friends so quickly, you know, while I'm finding myself? But now, like, actually, like, listening to us now, I really get it. And it's crazy because all that brought me right back to you. Yeah. You know, and it made our relationship even stronger than that. So I was like, wow, like, okay, so that season of loss helped me to lose the friends and the people around me that I did not no longer need. And faith does have friends because we're right back at it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that because it Why do you think you head. had those friendships to begin with? Um, I think that I allowed anybody in my life at that time. I didn't really look at, you know, individuals or not to, let's say, like, give them a test run or anything like that before allowing them in my life, I feel like I was losing a lot of friends and just kind of like replacing them with other people, Mm -hmm. you know, that wanted to be around me. And so I did. And then I realized, oh, no, like, you know, I should have hung out with you a few more times before I invited you to my house. You know, you let them in without knowing who they really were. Exactly. So, um, yeah. And that was a learning lesson for me. I can't give myself to everybody. I feel like I do that a lot with women just because, you know, certain experiences or whatever they go through in life, I can relate and I can give my wisdom, but I don't have to give myself Mm -hmm. to everyone. Yes, Yes. exactly. Only give what you're able to offer and only give your energy to people who are able to replenish it. Don't give it to people who are just going to drain you and leave you feeling empty. That's not a meaningful friendship. And like Mm -hmm. you said, that is what like, yeah, we were disconnected. It was distant. But with that distance, I never questioned the bond. I knew I knew that our bond is based on something real. Like we said, uh, season one, episode one. This friendship was founded on something godly, something divine. So 
I don't question it when distance comes. I just trust it. Like I know our bond is rooted so deep. So if distance is happening, it's it's normal. You know, yeah. it's life. It's like we're transitioning. We're going through these seasons. And then we come back stronger than ever. Yeah, and I love that about us because the same, like, I don't question, oh, we're not good or we're not, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, we're just right now, we're just kind of doing our things we have in our path of life right now, you know? But I have so many people, well, not anymore, but during that time, like, oh, you're not answering me. You know, are we good? Are we still friends? Or what's going on with us? And when you know someone is genuinely supposed to be in your heart, you don't have to question anything. Mm -hmm. You don't have to ask where, you know, because you don't feel their presence right there. Their presence is going to always be with you regardless. It doesn't have to be physically there for you to see it. Yes. So, yeah, to say that, you know, faith really does have friends in so many ways. And I feel that. And, yeah, I feel that so many ways. And I feel like our friendship is, like you said, we we started it on, you know, a godly path. Our friendship is the example of what I look for in friends now. Mm -hmm. And because those are lifelong friends. And obviously we have a soul tie, so I just don't want to waste my time anymore. And I think that I just have to, you know, look at our friendship and it sets the goals for me for others. Oh, well, that's an honor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, friendship should come with a level of security. I think attachments come with a level of insecurity. It's like, you know, we haven't talked in two days. What's wrong? What's wrong? That's mm-hmm. insecurity. That's a anxious attachments. But true friendship, any relationship really is based on security, trust, confidence. Like, you know, your bond with somebody else, so you don't question it. And that's why I think the power of release is so important. When we learn to release attachments and not become so dependent on them, we release these expired attractions and we allow them to simply serve their purpose in our lives and then move forward once that purpose is served. It allows us to align ourselves with the new company that we have to meet, the new people who are going to help us elevate even more throughout our journey. What the power of release means to me is to stop waiting for what's to come and state your faith. A lot of people feel that as long as they invite God into their life, they feel like they're saved because they accepted God, but their faith doesn't go further than that. And honestly, that was me for my whole life. (laughs) Constantly questioning my cycle and coming to God when I needed something, but not showing up when he needed me, which is daily. The truth is, God wants more for us than we want for ourselves. Like I stated in the last episode, having a house and a 401k is good, but maybe owning several properties and creating generational wealth is what he's seen for us. Yet we don't see it for ourselves. We expect God to meet our expectations without meeting him halfway. And if God met all your expectations, he would never have the chance to exceed them. The power of life and death does not lie in your thoughts. It lies in your tongue because words are so powerful and there will always be things that should be dead that you're allowing to live because you have not spoken to them yet. And there will always be things that should be alive but you haven't spoken to them yet. So let's stop reliving our past and move forward. Move forward with vision. We know you can see your future, all your wants and needs, but actually envision it. I chose the word vision because sight only sees the present, vision sees the future. Sight only sees your past, vision sees your future. Sight only sees where you're at, vision sees where you're going. We have to mature beyond our experience. We can't let our experience break us. So the moral of today is protect your peace, don't waste your purpose, and lastly, Loss is just a season, it's not a lifestyle.